Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Yaw and Manqua Show on Anchor Radio. Allow me to introduce myself a bit to you guys. My name is Yaw Manqua. I was born in Ghana. I moved here to the United States in the second grade, about to head to the third. I always had a passion for the game of soccer. My parents had no idea I knew how to play because they came here a couple of years before they were eventually able to move us down here, me and my four sisters. I remember when I was in the fifth grade and even before that, I would always ask my father and tell him, you know, I want to join the team. I want to join the team. I want to play. He was always working maybe two, three jobs at a time. So, you know, he never had the time. So I remember one day, one of our, one of the parents, one of the parents from uh, my fifth grade class, because we'd always play at recess, you know, I'd get the ball, I'd be dribbling through everyone, you know, just having fun, like I used to with my friends back home in Ghana. She came to our door, you know, talked to my parents, asked them if I could join their, um, their soccer team. So I joined the team played, did extremely well, and I was able to eventually move up to a higher level team, you know, around around the DMV and around this area. When you start out as a youth player, you're usually playing for teams like Bethesda, Potomac, you know, those sort of teams. That's where all the best young players play. And in recent years, it's transitioned to, you know, academies like DC United Academy, which I played for, and Baltimore Bays Academy, which I also had the chance to play for. The game has changed so much, but one thing that remains constant is the development of players in this country. You know, I want to talk about the U.S. and its system of scouting players and the disadvantages they have compared to that of Europe. When you look at American players that are playing overseas right now, guys like Christian Pulisic, Gio Reyna, Serginio Dest, Weston McKinney, Josh Sargent, Timothy Weah, Tyler Adams, and Zach Steffen. And more recently, one of the guys we trained with back here just went to Germany and signed Brian Keo. There's so many disadvantages when it comes to soccer in this country. First of all, when you start playing here, I'll give you a couple of examples of when I started playing and all the opportunities I've had. Um, Started playing here in the fifth grade, played for a couple of teams, moved up each year, kept moving up, played on the youth national teams, under 14, under 15, youth 17, and got some call-ups for the under 20s. 
but with the under 20s because of my club which was DC United I wasn't able to go to some of the camps that I was invited to because of tournaments or whatever else we happen to have going on the US system has failed so many players when it comes to coaching in this country anyone can coach you just go take a t- take a little test get your certification and you start to coach there's so many coaches that have no knowledge of the game and when you look at places like Europe it's not like that at all the coaches that come through and play or coach have played at an extremely high level you know clubs are bringing back legends of their club like legends they know exactly what they're doing they know what the club wants to do how it wants to move forward but when you take a look at the US there's so many different little you know club teams around that have really no direction coaches just care about making money feeding their families doing those kinds of things it's not for the development of the game going forward especially you know that's not what I've found it to be in my time growing up you know playing coaches only care about money status and just those kind of things a lot of players don't get developed and the scary part is there's so much talent in the US especially when you look at the DMV with DC Maryland Virginia all being so close to each other and a lot of african hispanic caucasian players so many guys that know how to play the game and oftentimes they're overseen they're getting left behind just because some players don't have some players don't have the money to be able to pay or their parents don't have the money to be able to pay like a thousand two thousand dollars for them to compete that season but some of these players have the potential of being quality quality top players in this country in Europe if you have the talent you'll get in the academy you'll be put on scholarship you'll get the training if you live far away they'll move you with the host family you know they'll do everything they can to invest in you because they know eventually eventually you'll repay that let me give you an example with um probably one of the greatest if not the greatest player of our generation Lionel Messi he joined Barcelona's academy at the age of 13 you know there were other clubs that were interested in him but no one was trying to pay he needed i believe this growth hormone shot you know to help him but no other club and even the club he was playing for back home in Argentina was willing you know to make that investment and to put that investment in him but Barcelona did that for him and forward 20 years later he's been at the club for 20 years he's won five ballon d'ors 
He's won five Ballon d'Ors, and Ballon d'Or is the greatest player, the greatest player in the world each season. He's won five of those by himself, the most of anyone. He's broken um, scoring titles, scored, I think, 90 goals one season, if I'm not mistaken. 90 goals one season, that's unheard of. He's the greatest player of our generation, the greatest player to ever live. And that would have never happened if Barcelona didn't, you know, take that chance with him. That's just something that guys here in the U.S. don't get the opportunity to do. With the system we have going on here, you play academy. Now there's the academy system. You play academy from ninth grade to your senior year, about four years. You get recruited. You go to college. So you're in college as an 18-year-old to what 22 years of age during that time you're in college you play a three-month play a three-month season and in Europe guys your age group by the time they're 16 they sign pro contracts they're either playing with the reserves or they're getting first team minutes they're around that environment they're playing at least nine to ten months if not more out of the whole year and in college we're only playing three month seasons so when the u.s when the u.s plays guys from germany england you know holland even argentina brazil all those guys are seasoned pros by the time they're the same age as you graduate in college. They're seasoned pros. They've been playing at the highest level. They've seen everything that it takes. They've played longer seasons. They're fitter. You, like fitness is something that you build up gradually. You can't just go, you can't just go out there and just run, run and keep running around thinking you're gonna accomplish that same goal. It's something that you build up over time and just them being able to play those long seasons gives them a huge advantage over us. It's crazy. All these guys are seasoned pros. You take a look at the US and the guys they bring to the World Cup. Like the US has failed twice in the Olympic qualifiers, the last two Olympic qualifiers because guys aren't playing at the highest level, they're playing in the MLS. The seasons aren't aren't the same. There's no relegation system. There's no pressure on the guys. It's just basically you play games. It's basically the same system as college. You just play the games, whether you come in last or first, it doesn't matter. I mean, it matters to some guys, but when you look at the overall scheme of things, it really doesn't matter. It doesn't hurt you, but guys playing in Europe if you if a club finishes last or gets relegated you lose your best players sometimes the clubs go down and never make it back to the top division you lose your best players you lose fans there's so much at stake and the pressure is on them every single day to perform so 
these are just some of the basic things that guys in the U.S., you know, don't get to face when they play here. That's why a lot of the new U.S. Head, U.S. national team head coach is encouraging guys to make young guys, you know, to forego college and make the move to to Europe, especially if they want to compete at that level. You got to make up your mind. You got to you just have to go out there and do it. There's so many guys with this, that similar story, especially me. When I was young, I was recruited. I went to England. I went to West Ham, one of the best youth academies in the world at the age of 15. But I wasn't able to sign because since I was so young, I couldn't get my European passport. I would have had to make my aunt my legal guardian. And that's just not something my parents wanted to do at that time. So, you know, just came back home, bouncing around when I was 16, 17, got recruited to Germany. Played in a lot of tournaments. Some big clubs from Brazil wanted to sign me, you know. But again, my parents kind of wanted me to take that college route because, you know, I know how important education is in this country. It's very important to not have your parents you know, paid that money out of their pocket, especially if you're good enough to get a full ride and do those kind of things, you know, if that's the way you want to go. But in terms of if you want to be a professional top player, you have to make that move and you have to go and you have to compete. The U.S. has so many good players, but the academy system and the youth system and the setup is just not set up the right way to have them succeed. Now it was just all about who you know, what you've done for me, and just those kind of things. There's so many guys that I know with similar experiences. They've been to clubs, you know, maybe they join. Even I had the same experience last year. Signed with a team, you know, a brand new pro team signed with them last year. Went into the went into preseason, dominated, did extremely well. Season started. Coach had guys that have played for him over two years, you know, in uh, PDL. PDL is a development summer summer league that a lot of college players use to stay ready, try to get ready for the upcoming season. So he had a lot of guys that have played for him in that in those two years. So no matter what, no matter how well you did, no matter how many goals you scored during preseason, how much you dominated, the coach would not play if he would just play his guys because he knew them and he was friends with them, just buddy-buddy kind of things. Now, and that's just not... And the, At the end of the day, we had a very, very good team, but we weren't able to even make playoffs because he wanted to play buddy-buddy with certain guys. We had quality players that could have gotten the job done, like myself. You know, I've dominated everywhere I've gone. Um, first team All-American, national conference tournament um, player of the year, all-tournament team, all-regional team. You know, I've been on all these teams. I've been on the youth, all the youth national teams been with pro teams across Europe, competed all over South America, you know, 
but still, he wanted to play the guys that he knew. And I've had so many of my friends just with similar experiences with coaches here in the U.S. A coach that hasn't coached at the highest level, never played at the highest level, was a goalkeeper coach. And these are the things that happen every day. If the U.S. doesn't put more time into the development of coaches, then the players really can't succeed here in this country. And that's what I implore for them. They need to do this. Because the U.S. has so much talent and can compete with the rest of the world. In a couple of years, the U- in a couple of years, the U.S. can be World Cup champions if they go about it the right way. You know, that's it for today's episode, and we'll catch you guys back here for the next episode. Take care.